the fourth day of our seminar, text 5, 6, and 7, on Nectar of Instruction. So let us read text 5. Krishna Tiyasa Giritam Manasadieta Vishapajantamisha, <laughs> One should mentally honor the devotee who chants the holy name of Lord Krishna. One should offer humble obeisances to the devotee who has undergone spiritual initiation diksha and is engaged in worshiping the deity. And one should associate with and faithfully serve that pure devotee who is advanced in undeviated devotional service and whose heart is completely devoid of the propensity to criticize others. So, it, well, yesterday we heard about the six loving exchanges, so how to apply that today? We'll hear about applying the six loving exchanges. With whom should we um, have these exchanges and how? how to have these exchanges. Because there's an extra mood here, a different way of, of relating with different kinds of people. So that's really important to know. And we're being educated here in this verse 5, how to behave with different levels of uh, other, other devotees. Uh, in a broad sense, um, everyone who chants Hare Krishna is a devotee, even once. But we see even in our, in our Iskand temples, there are different kinds of devotees, and some are very serious about their sadhana, and some are not, and some are always talking about devotional service, and some are reading the newspapers. So, but all devotees should be respected. And, um, but in order to make spiritual advancement, we have to associate with serious devotees and distance ourselves from casual association. So there's two different definitions. One is from Bhagavatam and one is from Chaitanya Charitamrita. And we're dealing with three levels of devotees, first class, second class, third class. So you're all familiar with the terms of um, third class is, is Kanishta, second class is Madhyama, and first class is Uttama or Mahabhagava. So we're going to be talking about mm. analyzing what it means to be on these different classes in these different levels. So first of all, we have um, it's according to faith. Jain on the ground. Nobody collected me. Oh. I was phoning and nobody answered. I was waiting. Nobody coming. But I phoned. Uh, did Morley say she was going to be in today? She no. is good. Harry Das said he was coming though, and mm -hmm. I was phoning your house, and then I saw Kim's car outside. No, it doesn't matter. So you can get a ride. You, you can get a ride back. You we just get, started. Yes, you can get a ride back. I think from somebody. 
We, yeah, they didn't forget you. Okay. Um, all right. So in in um, in Chaitanya uh is defined. These three classes are defined according to their faith. Shrimad Bhagavatam they're defined according to their standard of devotion. So it's two different definitions. So we'll discuss about these different definitions. Faith is described uh, by rendering service to Krishna. Um, ev automatically everything will be taken care of. So that's what the definition of faith. This is the definition. Confident, firm faith is called shraddha. Um, so then uh, faith in Krishna is a means to accept the words he spoke in Bhagavad Gita, means to accept the words he spoke in Bhagavad Gita, in totality without interpretation. And this will help us to advance in spiritual life. Now, a neophyte, according to Chaitanya Chaitamrita, his faith is soft and pliable. It can be changed. can be changed. So, uh, but by gradually following the process, he can come to the level of a first-class devotee. He can easily be swayed in his determination. And we have seen that happen um, in our experience. And now, Bhagavatam, defines a third-class devotee, one who is faithfully engaged in worship of the deity in the temple, but who does not know how to behave towards other devotees and people in general. So that's the neophyte devotee, according to Bhagavatam. And he's called Prakita Bhakta, Prakita or Kanishta Adhikari. So another name is Prakita Bhakta. Now there's three different kinds of neophytes. So one kind um, Sri Prabhupada explains, is he's received Harinam initiation and is trying to chant. And that's the only definition. That, that's what Prabhupada says. And we just heard from Bhagavatam, he's doing deity worship, but he doesn't know how to behave. So that's the second kind. And now a third definition is the Prakita Sahajyas. And that means those who take it cheaply. They engage in, they sentimentally chant, but at the same time, they go after women, money, and intoxication. And this you find in in Braj, these people, especially. But I'm sure you could find them in other in all the West now because Christian consciousness has spread and, mm -hmm. and the deviations have also spread. And so we will find Prakrita Sahajas also in in the West. And they, uh, they'll have anyway, yeah. So um now it says here um, that we should mentally honor this this class of devotee, respect with our mind, but association should be avoided. So um, why should we mentally honor them? Because they have some taste for chanting, but uh, because they're engaged in sinful activities, this is the prakrita sahajyas. Their association is contaminating. So what is the meaning of uh, mentally honor? means to, you give them credit, yeah, you're chanting Hare Krishna, okay. And they accept the deity form, the Lord is identical with the Lord, so, you know, they have <coughs> two good qualifications. And Lord Chaitanya says, if a person says even once Krishna, he should be accepted as the best man out of the common group. So, yeah, just to say the name of Krishna, some people can't say it. Some people, the Maya bodies, cannot say the name of Krishna except maybe the ones living in Vrindavan. Uh, there, yeah. 
So who's a peer devotee now, you might wonder. What's the definition? Um, a devotee who believes the holy name is identical, this is from uh, Nectar of Instruction, with the Lord, is a peer devotee. Even though he may be in a neophyte stage, by his association others may become devotees. And we know, at least when Prabhupada was here, that a lot of us um, were out in the streets after being one day in the temple, out distributing books. So um, <laughs> that's well, the old days. You were just out there, you know, immediately and with your book bag. I was in India, so it was not like that. But um, yes, so th these are pure devotees, even though they may be neophyte. A neophyte can be a pure devotee uh, if he has faith, if his faith is there. If, um, and he can convince others if he has a little faith. So this pure devotional service begins with shraddha, faith. Uh, they have faith in the holy name. They have faith in the process, even though he's in the neophyte stage, like a green mango is also a mango. And by association with that, with a neophyte even, people have been brought, devotees have been brought to Krishna consciousness by association with you know, like even like Prakriti Sahaja is a, some person, a fallen devotee who goes out, and and but still they um, they can help. I think somebody was telling me. What, uh, yeah, uh, I met the devotees in a pub. <laughs> yeah, a fallen devotee. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. somebody with books. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so just see, the pint. just see. Yeah. So they are neophytes. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it was just like, no, no, you met devotees in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Krishna, like, I kind of see that now as Lord Chaitanya's mercy because there's no way I was going to go in to, you know, to go in and sit down and tuck the devotees to come out into where I was falling from mm -hmm. to here. Yeah. yeah. You know? My father's friend who gave him Bhagavad Gita and I was looking at it as a child and then I went to find the devotees with Murray because I was looking for him. He ate fish, mm. but he also had Japamal around his neck and chanted Hare Krishna. And yeah, so this is an example of a Prakriti Sahaja. That's the third third one. He's he's not in the first or second level. He may not be in the first. Well, he had some some faith in the holy name. Yeah. But yeah, so there you go. We have the, this experience ourselves. So the deity gives facilities to people like us who can't see God everywhere. We can see, you see Radha Govinda, there's Krishna. Can't see him in the tree and in the grass. And we can see him in the temple. But if we just worship the deity without Shavanam Kirtanam, then deity worship will be a burden. So, um, and it will be ne neglected and the whole thing will be spoiled. So the neophyte, if he associates with more advanced devotees, then he can advance gradually to higher levels. So we've got, uh, we've talked about the neophyte. He's received Harinam. He's interested. We talked about him. Now the Madhyama, let's hear about the Madhyama. Um, he's initiated and fully engaged in devotional service. According to Nectar Instruction. And then there's four distinctions he makes. The Madhyama, he's a preacher. He loves Krishna, he makes friends with devotees, he's merciful to the innocent, ignorant, and he avoids envy. 
so that's the personality of the second class devotee. His conclusive knowledge of Shastra is not very strong, but he has firm faith in chanting the holy name. And he's undeterred in his execution of devotional service. He's Shadhavan, staunchly faithful. And so with him we should offer obeisances. And the Uttama, we should get association and serve. He's not interested in blaspheming others. His heart is clean. He's realized in unalloyed Krishna consciousness. Seriously engaged in devotional service, strictly following all regular principles, chanting his rounds, and always concerned how to expand Krishna conscious mission. Always thinking of Krishna, how to spread the holy name. So he can be accepted as guru, and he's recognized by his ability to bring many to Krishna consciousness. So, and with him we should worship. Um, so let's go back now to the third class devotee. Um, so Prabhupada here in the purport, I don't have the page, no. oh, pages 58 and 9. He's talking about a famous English musician, mm -hmm. George Harrison, mm -hmm. has become attracted to chanting the holy names of Krishna. Even in his records, he has several times mentioned the holy name of Krishna. At his home, he offers respects to pictures of Krishna, also to the preachers. I mean, he sounds more like a monument to me. But Prabhupada is... is in all, yeah, so yes, in all regards, he has a very high estimation for Krishna's name and Krishna's activities. Therefore, we offer respects to him without reservation. So that sounds like he's a Madhyama. He's accepting George Harrison as a Madhyama because he respects the devotees. He doesn't neglect the devotees. We, he's, we see this gentleman is advancing gradually in Krishna consciousness. Such person should always be shown respect. Yeah, but he's not a Kanishta. Now, Madhyama accepts the name as Krishna, just like the Kanishta, but he chants continuously and he worships Krishna with some bandhagyan, some, some knowledge. He accepts the devotees and guru. He accepts diksha. So, um, in Chaitanya Charchamrita, this guy, is, his conclusive knowledge of Shastra is not very strong, so that's um, but he's developed firm faith in chanting. And he's undeterred in his execution of his prescribed devotional service. So without fail, he's, um, he's there chanting uh, his rounds without fail. He's doing his service without fail. Somebody like Sri Dupa comes to my mind. or um, Yeah. So he's very fortunate. Shadhavan, staunchly faithful. And uh, the Ut, uh, let's see, um, Madhima. According to Bhagavatam, is the, he, the four categories. That's the Bhagavatam definition. Mm -hmm. How he treats four different categories. And Chaitanya Chaitamrita, he's, he's not very expert in argument and logic, but has firm faith. So he, he can get defeated. He can get defeated. But that will not shake his faith, even though he may be, someone may defeat him. Now, about Diksha, it talks about Diksha here. Um, the qualification for Diksha, you must be prepared to practice austerity, celibacy, control of the mind and body. So this is for Brahminical 
initiation. You must be interested in transcendental subject matter of the absolute truth, must be very inquisitive and willing to follow the Guru's instructions. It's not a ritual, but a continuous process of hearing and service. So on chanting, um, these are from pages in, in, from the purport. These are some notes on chanting. That Prabhupada says, one should know for certain without chanting the holy name, one cannot be a proper candidate for advancement in Krishna conscious. Uh, and any, anyone who is trying to advance by regularly chanting should always be respected by Vaishnavas. And he will, re you can, he will realize his spiritual identity. So it comes from chanting. It comes from chanting. Um, so Prabhupada's definition, someone who has received spiritual initiation and has been fully engaged by him in transcendental loving service of the Lord. So Bhajanakriya, at least, he's on that level. Now the Uttama, he, the highest class devotee, he's only, he, his worship is internal. He's got Lord in the heart. He's got a relationship. And he's worshiping there. He sees no distinctions, no hatred of anybody. Um, and the chanting is so sublime, if he, you chant offenselessly, he's chanting offenselessly. Carefully avoiding ten offenses. So, um, yes, and then by chanting like that, then you can understand no difference between the name and the form. And then you chant this, then you realize your spiritual identity. First comes name and form are the same, then the qualities, then the lila, and it's all revealed in the chanting. And he's not interested in blaspheming others. His heart is clean. So again, here we go, is Jayananda. He never criticized anyone. And that's the most defining characteristic of him, uh, people say. Even if a devotee did something that warranted criticism, he would usually not say anything or else make the mistake appear as something perfectly natural. He never spoke harsh words or chastised anybody. Sometimes devotees would come to him with expansive ideas how to spread Krishna consciousness. Jayananda would encourage them, however extraordinary. At the same time, he was not a fool. He could always pick the right man for the job. He could not bear to hear criticism of another devotee. And if such a thing were happening, he would simply leave the room. So these are characters of the Uttama Adhikari. Everyone loved Jainanda. He had completely transcended the bodily conception. He would approach a drunk, a hippie, or a devotee with the same compassion and enthusiasm. He spoke to the super soul in everyone and everyone responded accordingly. Like Maharaj his enemy was never known or born. Like the six Goswamis, he was dear to the gentle and the ruffians. He was as much at home with the Italians at the produce market as he was with the brahmacharis at the temple. Once a devotee was approached by a staggering drunk in San Francisco who looked at his ropes and said, Hey, where's my old friend Jayananda? <laughs> The one time he took the temple president to see his friends. He said, I'm going to take you to some of my friends today. He went to a bar, a pub, and all the drunksters had brought him, had pitched in to get a bag of vegetables for him. And they, they gave him this present, and they were so happy to see him. Uh, so he was very special. During Rathiyatra, he would organize a crew of cynics, 
hippies, bloopers, uncooperative personalities, and non-devotees off the street to help build the carts. He would get them to work 10 to 14 hours a day, always glorifying them. Um, he was extremely careful with what he considered to be Shri Prabhupada's money. When selling incense, you know, that requires traveling sometimes. He would sleep on park benches in bitter cold rather than spend money on a motel. And uh, there was another story, I can't remember the whole thing, but he, he one time he shoplifted a pair of pants and they caught him because he didn't, then he, when he went to the court, he said, you know, it's, it's my spiritual master's money, I cannot spend it. And he had the court in tears, and the policeman who charged him said, I'll pay for the pants. <laughs> wow. So he was very special. <laughs> oh, that was a great story. So Jayananda has complete faith in Srila Prabhupada. He perfected his devotion by making the instructions of Srila Prabhupada the very core of his life. He was advanced enough to realize that real association was through the instructions, following instructions of the spiritual master. Unlike most of the other devotees who would go out of their way to get some personal association with Srila Prabhupada, Jayananda was content to work in the background, carrying out his instructions. He exemplified the superiority of association by Vani, instructions over Vapu, personal association. Srila Prabhupada would invariably call Jayananda when he was in the temple. Jayananda would resist, saying, no, I cannot go, I'm too dirty, I'm too fallen. Such were the transcendental exchanges between spiritual master and disciple. So Prabhupada's definition of Uttamadikari, someone who is seriously engaged in service with the Lord, strictly following regular principles, chanting prescribed number of rounds on japa beats, and always thinking how to expand the Krishna consciousness movement. And Bhakti and Otakar gives another qualification, his ability to convert many others to Vaishnavism. Okay, so let's see. Um, yeah, so that is those definitions. So here's some questions that we can ponder. Isn't it artificial to offer respect to devotees whose efforts at advancement may be impetuous and possibly short-lived? So offering respects to the to everyone who has diksha or even in the mind to the neophyte devotee. Is, is, that, is that a good idea? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because we have Trinata peace in each now. You know, we have to okay. give ourselves lower. If we think, yeah. for me, if I think I'm, you know, yeah. uh, better than anyone, it's detrimental to our chanting. Right. So here, I have no amount of knowledge can make impure faith equal or superior to pure faith. So, impure, yeah. Anyway, somebody who has pure faith, maybe he doesn't know very much. Might be a new person, but he has pure faith. Yeah. And we can offer respects. So, you have to be careful who you deal with, even if you're a senior. Um, so um, Kishida Skavra, she writes, I worship the lotus feet of all kinds of devotees, both advanced and neophyte. I request all of them to be satisfied with me. I'm faultless because I have written whatever I've understood from Sri Damodar and Rupa and Raghunath Goswami. I have neither added nor subtracted. So he's begging even the neophytes. He's offering respects to be pleased with him. He's begging the mercy of everyone. 
and uh, Prabhupada has a quote here. Let the neophyte devotees, devotees who are very expert in arguing, through, though they have no sense of advanced devotional service. Now he's giving some categories here. Who think themselves very advanced because they imitate some smart brahmana. Let such devotees not be displeased with me, thinking I have committed errors in this regard. I beg their pardon with great humility. But I'm submitting I have personally no desire to add or subtract anything. Okay. So if you want to go for advice, would you go to Kanishta, Madhyam, or Uttama? Which one? Madhyama, and you go to Uttama? Yeah, well here it recommends the Madhyama because he's practical. The Uttama might... <laughs> Madhyama is more like, uh, sees your level. And the Uttama doesn't discriminate. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't discriminate uh, if you're qualified or not. But isn't it that they describe even, I don't know whether that's proper or improper, but I've heard it said many times that devotees perceived that Prabhupada came down from the Uttama yeah, he came down from the Uttama, to preach. Uttama, yeah. So isn't it that if you approach an Uttama Adhikari who's um, who's following Srila Prabhupada, then they should give you the advice that's necessary for you, because mm -hmm. Prabhupada was distinguished in order to preach. Yeah. yeah. So if, with, if it's within ISKCON... Well, how will you know the difference? Between an Uttama and Like some, an Uttama that's acting like a Madhyama and an Uttama. Yeah. Yeah, that's. You yeah. will see, he'd, uh, he'd probably. If he's acting like a Madhyama, then okay. But he's not acting like a Madhyama, you might have a problem there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Gorky showed us, Babaji. Yeah. And <laughs> 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 okay, when Grihastha asked for advice, he said, okay, leave you everything and just sit here with me. Oh, yeah. Retreat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. They're all, they're all great. <laughs> so we're going to go to text six. Dishtai sabhava janitai vapusha shadoshad. Dishtai sabhava janitai vapusha shadoshad. Napra kritatam ihavakta janasya pashet. Being situated in his original Krishna conscious position, a pure devotee is not identified with the body. Such a devotee should not be seen from a materialistic point of view. Indeed, one should overlook a devotee's having a body born in a low family, a body with a bad complexion, a deformed body, or a diseased or infirm body. According to ordinary vision, such imperfections may seem prominent in the body of a pure devotee. But despite such seeming defects, the body of a pure devotee cannot be polluted. It is exactly like waters of the Ganges, which during rainy season are sometimes full of bubbles, foam, and mud. The Ganges waters do not become polluted 
Those who advance in spiritual understanding will bathe in the Ganges without considering condition of the water. So, yeah, there's different ideas here. Prabhupada gives, um, he expands on this verse in the purport um, to include more than bodily defects. There's other things that Prabhupada talks about too that we should not criticize. So the first one is, is uh, we should say no to criticism of bodily defects. We should overlook because the main consideration is pure devotional service. And to consider his defects is offensive. Or gender as well, we could add in there. And gender. Yeah. Okay. Like one of our gurus has only one leg, so if somebody criticizes him that he's not, he only has one leg, then that's not, that's an offense. So the second thing Prabhupada talks about, um, you should say no to criticize them or neglect because of birth. American, he's an American guru. And I've heard that, you know, I'm going to take initiation from an Indian guru because they'll probably won't fall down as like a Westerner. <laughs> so that's uh, birth. The Goswami title is not hereditary, it's a question of qualification. So to call somebody, he's American, he's Indian, he's Chinese guru, that's an offense. Uh, he's not born in a Brahmin family, he's a Malachi. So these are offenses. So say no to criticism of apparent misbehavior. This is a delicate one. Um, and then he does, Prabhupada does talk about this uh, a little in the purport. Even if a devotee sometimes seems to engage in bomber activity, he, he should be considered a saintly person. So, but not, he should not be guru. <laughs> um, yeah, you have to be careful with this one. Um, because that has happened, that they have acted. Um, but at the same time, um, you have to see, I mean, how you will judge, I don't know, if it's an act, sometimes there, there are accidental fall downs. So they have to be excused. So that's where this comes in, say no to criticism of apparent misbehavior. If somebody has a fall down, and, and then he's punished for that, and he takes the punishment. And then 20 years later, you say, oh, this one has had a fall down, so now we have to punish him again. Even in... Huh? Sometimes 30 years later. 30 years later. But he's already gone through the thing. And now they're saying, oh, we have to do this again. Actually, this is happening. I mean, I heard it's happening. I didn't see it happening. But someone told me this is happening right now. It's like... Trying to stir things again, you know? Yeah, it's not, I mean, the person already went through the, through the punishment, whatever, the rectification. rectification. But, but not only that, I mean, that, that coming up again like that just will disturb the mind of so many people who I may know. not have been aware of it because it was 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, um, even, in, even in the court of law, you get punished for a crime once. And then it's not like 20 years later, oh, you did this, now you got to get punished again. And there's a statute of limitations as well, mm -hmm. different cases could be 10 years, they can't try again. You know, it means yeah. that the crime is no, it's kind of wiped, statute, or it can't be tried. Uh, statute of yeah. limitations for yeah. some kind. So this, yeah, so <coughs> this is, uh, we should say no to this. Um, now, the fourth thing, say no to materialistic vision. Um, 
One is forbidden to observe the activities of pure Vaishya from a material point of view. Um, yes. They may, yeah, I don't know what an example would be. You see some sannyasi doing business or something. Mm. That could be one something. Well, he might be giving all the money to Krishna. But I remember once, like Tribhuvanath, he was always coming and going, and he never, um, you know what I mean, he was never stopping. And I remember one time going through town, and there was this car, and he was coming out of sleep, and I was like, oh my God, he's just sleeping. I could feel, I was criticizing. <laughs> Because I saw him sleep, but I didn't know, you know what I mean? That was very rare. Had yeah. yeah. him sleep? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and my mind just went instant into critical yeah. mode, and I was, I was going, what is this? And then I, it took me a while to go, oh, you yeah. just see one tiny, oh, I think it was when I, the analogy then of, you know, the, you know, you see the one black spot or something like that. And that's not even a black, you know, it's so easy to criticize. Well, yeah, you see something and you make it negative. Yeah. He was so incredible. He never, yeah. like Jananda, he never spent a penny on himself. Never. If he was given money, it was immediately spent for Krishna. And he used to always give us the example that Prabhupada said, the devotee, he doesn't really have a bank account. As soon as he gets money, he spends it for Krishna. And Derek came out one day and, and Trubunov was waiting on the barge to come over and he was sitting in the car and he had the window rolled down and he had his head halfway out and he was looking at the side view window. So Derek was wondering what was going on because it was going on for a good while and he thought, will I disturb him or is he putting on tealak? And then he could see, no, I don't think he's putting on tealak. So he said, I'll go over. So he went over and he said, are you all right, Prabhu? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just gluing, super gluing this tooth back in, you know. And he said, do you think that's a good idea, Prabhu? You know, I can bring it to the dentist. Ah, there's no need to waste Krishna's money. He said, I have the window rolled down. The worst part is the fumes and it's really gone now. I said, it is not. Imagine. Oh, that's a good story. Yeah, someone should write a book on him too. Oh, they are. They, they are. They are. They are. Okay. It's just years coming. Oh yeah, it's no, no, but um, what's it, what's the name? Uh, the well, um, Kulashekar and uh, what's his wife's name in England? They they practically got one together. Yeah. The other guy, um, Tavoji, sorry, um, from Wales. What's his name? Gary uh, No, Jeff Davies. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was. Oh, he's talking about one for years and years and years, and was not manifesting. So those devotees are getting together. We should do an Irish tribute, not an Ireland. An offering for him, yeah. Yeah, we have lots of uh, material. <coughs> <laughs> Good. Yeah, so this, this is nice. Say no to mistreatment of an empowered devotee. Oh, to materialistic vision. That includes um, those who think Krishna consciousness is limited to a certain section of people, a certain section of devotees. Or a certain tract of land, like India. Mm -hmm. They are called neophytes. They see externally. Yeah, like some people believe that women are not devotees, cannot be devotees. Mm. The head of the opposition. <laughs> they uh, don't they think are, women are qualified to be devotees, only yeah, like servants Indian servants GPC of the men. Kind of yes, yeah, it's, it's not really They're Indian, it's the good. Westerners who became Indians. Indians. It's still now like that, yeah. Huh? It's still now the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very bad. Fixed 
Very bad. Yeah, one time my husband had, had because he was yeah. friends with this guy, um, in chart the head guy. He's a Westerner. He's not an Indian. And so um, the final conclusion he got from him was that women cannot be devotees. So he married an Indian lady. Yeah, he married an Indian. Yeah. And he's in ISKCON. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I know. Yeah, yeah he's the leader of, of the opposition to everything, <laughs> including women, female gurus. Yeah, and he's, he's very young. <laughs> leader of the opposition. It's going on for centuries, centuries, yeah. centuries whether women had souls. Yeah, that's right. His mother had saved him. Yeah. His mother's prayers all her, her life that actually saved him. Huh. But he's philosopher now, because he's such a hard time with his own sex desire. Huh. And uh, he was taken out from the women, but that was, he was wondering if he even had souls. That's interesting. Maybe we and he's considered one of the big doctrines of the Catholic Church still. Yeah. That's interesting. That could maybe that's what they think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the biggest things uh -huh. in the Catholic Church. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's interesting because when the G, when the what was it, uh, GHQ conspiracy came out, remember oh, that? I don't time? know that. Oh, it, it was a, it was a Vedic conference that many senior devotees were implicated in and it started off oh it was many many years ago i never heard of it but, yeah but they were kind of pulled up on it by the gbcn question now a lot of people that one guru that i questioned about he'd already left the conference but others hadn't and one of the quotations up on it was that women are untrustable and they're unclean oh, and they're unchaste and one would even wonder if they have a soul oh wow that was a long, that was a long, long time ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I remember dial Network, that was a long, long time ago, about 20 years more. Yeah, a long time ago. Anyway, yeah, the what's one thing I would just pray for. That, that element is still there. That person yeah, so this talking is about is very, very, very influential, isn't he? Mm. Also in political, Indian political circles. No. Tries to. No. 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 Not political circles, no. So, now the fifth one, say no to mistreatment of an empowered devotee. So Prabhupada, here he's talking about mistreatment of himself by his godbrothers. And say no to attempts to discipline, advise, or correct. And that's also from his godbrothers. I mean, now it might be applicable to ISKCON, who knows. It, um, maybe really sometimes that. the preachers are being mistreated, you know, that the leaders. Um, yeah, I, I think I did see that, um, not recently, it was some couple of years, some years ago, that one of the leading gurus was criticized for having a woman that was translating his lectures into the, le into the local languages. So it was like a, they, they circled the lady on Facebook, you know, put a circle around oh. her, and it was like crazy. I remember that. Uh, so that would be under this here what category. Was, sorry, um, could you repeat that again? Yeah, say no to attempts to discipline, advise, or correct. So they were trying to discipline, advise, and correct. Oh, is that very specific to that case? No, no, or not at all. We take that. The, what this is specific to is uh, Prabhupada's godbrothers 
trying to discipline advisor correcting. Oh yeah, no, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's specific to that. Okay. Um, okay, so we're going to go into little detail. Those are the six things. Uh, criticism of bodily defects. There's the example of Sanatana Goswami who had a skin disease with oozing sores. And uh, he thought, oh, this is my karma. I will commit suicide under the wheels of the Jagannath car. And Lord Chaitanya said no. He said, because um, your body is the Lord's property. Uh, and this is what Lord Chaitanya said. Body of a devotee is never material. It is transcendental and full of bliss. At the time of initiation, when a devotee fully surrenders to the service of the Lord, Krishna accepts him to be as good as himself. When the devotee's body is transformed into a spiritual existence, devotee renders service to the lotus feet of the Lord. So Sanatan is one of the associates. There couldn't be any bad odor. He said, on the first day I embraced him, I smelled the aroma of Chatusan, which sandalwood pulp came from Mask Aguru. Yeah. So materialists, they might say, oh, his body is really bad. But Lord Chaitanya saw it as spiritual. Uh, so then the second one, say no to criticism or neglect because of birth. Prabhupada talks about the Goswami title. It's not hereditary. It's not my birth, although some people do. And here's an example. Um, oh, yeah, Prahlad Maharaj. He's, he's born in a little family. He's in the demonic family. Krishna says, of the Dhatya demons, I am the devoted Prahlad. So he's a representative of Krishna. On the other hand, if someone is born in a high-class family but has low-class qualities, he's not high-class. Um, yeah. So again, when we were first in Vrindavan, then the Goswamis, some Goswamis said, oh, you're doing such a nice puja. Next life you'll take birth in a Brahmin family like us. And then they told Prabhupada, and Prabhupada said, you tell them, you're doing such nice puja, next life you'll take birth in Iskon. <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah. So, and there's another example with my, my friend, Ananga Manjari. When she became a new devotee, she went home and said, Mom, I'm spirit soul. I'm not this body. And her mother said, just remember, you're an Italian spirit soul. <laughs> yes? Uh, just a question came to my mind. You know, is, there is no discrimination going on about your past life, like people, like you said, you know, if you understand what I mean. Uh, if somebody born in an Indian family right now, you know, become a Brahmin. Mm. Uh, but, but person really know he was born somewhere else, like in the West, before, you know. Yeah, they, they would criticize you know, born in West or born not in Brahmin family in India. Uh, if they were Indian Shudra, then they'll get criticized. No, that's what uh, interesting, you know. If somebody born before, like a Shudra, yeah. for example, or untouchable, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but this bird, Korean bird, you know, born like a Brahmin family. Mm. If Brahmana knows, you know, like some crowd knows, some people knows, you know, like you was born in past life, you know, in some Shudra's family. Mm. This is, there is no like uh, discrimination going on on this kind of. Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's happening like that also. Also, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's anybody who's not born in Brahmin family. 
So, yeah. Say no to criticism of apparent misbehavior. So here's an example of somebody, some people who criticized it was uh, Lord Brahma was captivated by the beauty of his daughter and was following her, impelled by sex desire. Six demigods looked at his action with abhorrence and criticism by the demigods constituted an offense and they were condemned to take birth as the sons of the demon Hiranyakashipu. And um, they were put in the womb of Mother Devaki, actually not Hiranyakashipu, but um, Kalanemi, who was a relative of Hiranyakashipu. Yeah, anyway, he was in there. Then they were put in the womb of Mother Devaki, and Kamsa killed them. Kamsa was their father in, in the previous life. So Bhakti Thakur says in Harinam Chintamani, you should not criticize the devotee for birth, some unpremeditated accidental falldom, last traces of previous sins, or sinful activities before becoming a devotee. And I have heard this. Oh, this one did this, this, and this. How he can be a sannyasi, whatever, whatever. Before, before, before he was a devotee. Uh-huh. Before he was a devotee. Not after. So we have to be very careful. Say no to materialistic vision. Um, think that a certain section of people. Okay. When Shukadev, so here's an example. Uh, a person level of advancement has nothing to do with age, experience, or position. Shukadev walked into the um, assembly of sages. He was naked. He was 16 years old. He was dirty. And they all stood up and gave him respect. So it wasn't the age. Why? Why did they do that? They knew who he was, first of all. And second of all, they could see, because you can read, read the features, they could read the body features and understand, here's, an, here's a liberated soul. Here's somebody special. Say no to mistreatment of a power devotee. Um, so... Prabhupada did many things that he was criticized for, were not understandable to other Vaishnavas in India, like um, he crossed the ocean, sannyasi is not supposed to do that. He allowed women to live as Brahmacharinis in the temples. That was a big one. He even married, he did marriage ceremonies as a sannyasi. This was a no-no. He accepted the title Prabhupada, which was Bhakti Siddhanta's title also. And so he got lots of criticism there. And he says, yes, we accept everything favorable for executing the mission, but foolish persons, not knowing the purpose of such an exalted Vaishnava judge, indulge in criticizing him. So the last one, say no to attempts to discipline advice are correct. And that was what they were trying to do also. So why do sometimes apparent defects appear in advanced devotees? Because... Well, Krishna may want certain sinful reactions to remain in the heart, just like Bilgamangal Thakur, he was attracted to sex life. And Krishna wanted to show the world the incredible determination it takes to achieve his lotus feet. He blinded himself. And um, Chitraketu, why did, why did he become a demon? So, due to past offenses to Vaishnavas, he made an offense to Lord Shiva. And the teachers, he was teaching devotees to be careful how they interact in public. You have to be really careful what you say, what you do. 
so how do we, how, what's the proper way um, a lesser devotee should humbly serve the higher devotee? And the perversion is the lesser devotee will be envious and try to pull him down. Between equals, the proper relationship is friendship and openness, discussing realizations. Perversion is they feel proud of themselves and try to compete with each other. And the third, the proper way for a superior devotee to relate to a subordinate is to answer his questions, help him in all respects. The perversion is to exploit him for one's own sense gratification. So, um, are there still traces of racism, casteism, and Islam? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. We have our own smart Brahmins. <laughs> we have them. We have uh, who see the birth and not the service. What, what, what do, how do they respond when these verses are quoted to them? Oh, well, they are quoted to them. They'll, they'll find some other thing. Oh, but Prabhupada said this. <laughs> You, it's not based on scriptures. The, the opposition is not based on scriptures. It's, it's not based on logic. It's not based on reason. It's based on emotion. Fear. It's based on fear. Fear. And all the anger, fear, all of those. Um, so, Bhakti Tirta Swami once went to Prabhupada and said, Prabhupada, there, there, is, there are prejudices in this movement. And Prabhupada said, ah, someone's thinking you're the body, and if you're disturbed, they're thinking you're the body, then you're also nonsense. Bodily consciousness is there in so many ways, but if you get distracted because of that, that is your nonsense. And Radhanaswami told that same story. He said, if you are disturbed by it, then what's the difference between them and you? Yeah. So, yeah. And so now, just like to meditate a little on the qualities of Ganga. Um, some quality. She's very soothing. She's bending. Always there for us. Peaceful but fast. Uh, pure but looks dirty. And when I go there, I usually drink Ganga water, and, and it's good. <laughs> Did you drink it? Yeah. Huh? Did you drink Ganga water? Yeah, I drink when I go to my farm. Just like a little. You have to um, filter it. Yeah. You filter it. Or else you can filter, or you can just let it sit for three days. <laughs> and for then, three days? Yeah, three, four days, yeah. And then you drink. But it's funny, I mean, so I bring the water from the India, how many years ago from the first time? Maybe seven? Oh. And it's still kind of clean and nice. Yeah. Didn't smell, nothing. Just stay in some plastic bottles, what I found it around the area. And it's still kind you know, you will yeah. be afraid it's will be smell. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm yeah, just surprised. And uh, the dirt is using her to move downstream, like people use Krishna consciousness to succeed in material life. Um, she's tolerant, and uh, we don't see her. We just see her limited aspect. So one thing that happened with the Ganga, when there was a flood, the flood rose until Ganga touched Lord Chaitanya's shoes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pooja always put the shoes down <laughs> so she wouldn't go any higher. <laughs> they figured, okay, she's trying. <laughs> okay, Lazarus, text seven. We'll go to now. Syat Krishna Namacharitari Sitapya Vidya. 
The holy name, character, pastimes, and activities of Krishna are all transcendentally sweet, like sugar candy. Although the tongue of one afflicted by jaundice of avidya, ignorance, cannot taste anything sweet, it is wonderful that simply by carefully chanting the sweet names every day, a natural relish awakens within his tongue, and his disease is gradually destroyed at the root. So we are all sick. Huh? Yeah, yeah, oh yes, yes. Oh, and you can bring my clothes inside, okay. <laughs> Just bring the whole thing in and we can just keep it inside. Yeah. All right. So to get free from the disease is chanting. Chanting is a cure. Disease is weakness, all these anarthas, weakness of heart. No taste for chanting and hearing. Everything tastes bitter. Just like somebody who has jaundice. Yeah, bring them in. Yeah. Yeah, if you have jaundice, then sugar tastes bitter, very bitter. Um, yeah. So the cause of disease is ignorance, forgetfulness of Krishna. Um, and it has, I have a list here. Ignorance, forgetfulness of Krishna, attraction to external energy, Durashaya, accepting false shelters, inability to understand mistakes. So these are from the purport. This is our individual cause of ignorance. Now there's a collective cause also. The blind leaders, atheistic leadership, blind leaders, if we follow the blind, uh, miscreants who are grossly foolish leaders, and uh, we don't, they don't surrender to Krishna and they oppose those who try. The cure is chanting Hare Krishna and hearing Krishna's pastimes with care and attention. Yeah. Okay. I just sort them out later when you finish. Yeah. I think we can bring that whole, whole thing in and put the clothes on it inside. Oh, we're almost done. Um, so the cure is chanting Hare Krishna, and hopefully we find that in Iskon. And you can re get relief from all misconceptions and freedom from blazing fire of material existence. Healthy state is bhava. <laughs> that takes a while to get to. And become free from material existence, lose interest in the bodily conception of life. We understand who Krishna is and what maya is, and we're undisturbed by maya. So individual cause of disease, durashaya. Bad shelters. So what are some bad shelters in this world? The leaders. Hmm? The leaders. The leaders, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and shelters we take. Take shelter of money. Oh, money. Same, same, yeah. 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 Money. Yeah. 
bad shelters. Media. Media. Mm, that's a really bad shelter. Fallible yeah. soldiers family. <laughs> yeah, fallible soldiers. Right. <laughs> and we see how they get, the older we get, how more fallible we see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we got everything. Um, well, one of the biggest ones, people are taking shelter of drugs, whether prescribed and Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yes. pushed by the leaders. That's yes. being, now it's very much being pushed. Yeah. Very much being pushed by the leaders. Um, yeah. Legal, legal and illegal drugs. Yeah. It's like, you know, don't feel your pain. Don't feel it. Don't yeah. Feel it. They made even, they made now marijuana is, is legal, I think, in, in a lot of states of America. They made mm -hmm. it legal now. Well, yeah. Well, I, I don't agree with people being incarcerated for, you know, taking shelter of something and being deemed as a criminal and not be able to go and have a job because of it. Yeah, right. You know well, I mean? now it's become so crazy that if you don't wear a mask on the plane, you can... It's a criminal offense. It's a criminal <laughs> offense. From the age of two, you can be a criminal <gasps> in America. Yeah, they're making announcements when I was sitting in the airport. It's a criminal offense if you don't wear your mask on the airplane. And, you can, and if you don't, then you can be kicked off and you cannot fly again on that airline. Oh, That's the punishment. You can't yeah. fly again on that airline. And they've done that with one little two-year-old went and keep the mask on. And yes, they've done that. <laughs> Video. There's videos of it. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 mad madness, madness. So um, false shelters. So I, expectations as well. <coughs> false expectations. False expectations. We expect, we expect happiness, we expect our relationships to mm, be wonderful. That's good. Satisfied. So if we're not satisfied or happy in our relationships or we feel that there's there's a lacking so you know, mm -hmm. we, we, that's when people look for intoxication and different shelters, I guess. Or different yeah. different means. Yeah, I saw an article in Back to Godhead that um, one false shelter is going shopping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going yeah. shopping, people shopping like to go therapy. shopping, and that, then they're, they're happy. Yeah, that they makes them happy. Really? They say like you need to make a shopping therapy. Oh. They even put that oh. in the. Oh yeah, so wow. it's a shopping addiction. It's, it's, it's yeah. no addiction. Uh, really? Yeah, so many. They're even designed like cathedrals with domes and all. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. deliberately because of their body or their birth or all these things. It was an interesting situation when I was living in America many years ago, about 20 years ago. And there was one sannyasi and um, a person who had had a sex change came to him. And, um, well, we'll say he wasn't living in the ashram, but he considered himself a Brahmachari. 
and um, it was a woman who became a man. Yes. Okay. So and day. <laughs> yeah, and um, the disciple, the first disciple of Maharaj, who's very close friends with me, heard that he was taking shelter and said to Maharaj, if you initiate that devotee, Maharaj, they have a very close relationship. You know, and she said, I'll never speak with you again. She was really upset. And Maharaj said, well, it's a, it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation, to be honest, because he said, you know, he's... You're saying he should under she should understand or he should understand it's not that <laughs> body. But then Lord Chaitanya didn't discriminate and this all happened before this really? person came to Krishna consciousness. So actually you shouldn't discriminate. So Maharaj accepted and then at Vyasa Puja he was fanning Maharaj down and everybody was accepting then that he came to Krishna consciousness and he is so yeah. we shouldn't look. So Yeah, that's that's true. You know. So that was well, one, one, one of Prabhupada's disciples was like, you know, like that. They didn't change, but they were thinking they were a different one than they were. <laughs> oh, they, couldn't, they kept changing. Yeah, they were changing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They call it gender Male, female, male. And, and so yeah. they went to Prabhupada asked, Prabhupada, what should I do? He said, choose one and stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> story it came up you know sometimes you get these little things that come up automatically and it was two devotees um were discussing that there was one devotee i think it was in america as well and he was gay and he kept leaving because he kept meeting people at the temple and falling down and then Prabhupada came and asked where he was and they said well Prabhupada, it's happened again you know he met somebody at the temple and he left so he came and he very humbly went in front of Prabhupada and he said, Prabhupada, I have this problem, you know, and it's so difficult for me to live in the ashram and all of these things. And these two devotees who were like discussing this, they were both there at the time and they said that Srila Prabhupada said, then you just find some nice boy, just stay with that one boy. And he said, just practice Krishna consciousness. Like that's... Yeah, yeah I haven't heard that one. Yeah. I have as well, we have as well the same problem, like in uh, uh, my somebody asked the Maiguru Maharaj what they're supposed to do, and he said, you can love whatever you want, whatever you kind of want to love, but just keep for principle. Simple as yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. not a problem with who you will believe. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, most of us are covered by the lower mad modes. So we uh, sometimes we want to do the wrong thing, and the reaction to that is, if we do, if we do fall down, then the reaction is we'll get more desire to do it. So uh, material entanglement increases. So it's, we have to be really careful. The cure, the disease is in the heart, and if the mind is cleansed, then your consciousness is clean, then you can't be harmed. So and the the cure is Hare Krishna. Even if you chant offense offensively, you shouldn't give up chanting because <coughs> it's just like learning to walk. Everybody has the propensity to walk, but you fall down sometimes. So the same thing when you're chanting, sometimes you do make offenses um, in the chanting. Uh, Prabhupada gives the example of learning how to write. So you learn how to write, you have to write pages and pages. and but So chanting is the same thing. 
uh, we have to keep chant a lot of rounds. We have to chant lots of rounds until we can do it right. <laughs> we have to practice, practice a lot. So let's see what else we have here. Oh yeah. And Prabhupada talks about shada to prema, um, misconception to think we're the body, and the chanting will relieve us from this misconception. The reality is we're a servant of Krishna. So avoiding the ten offenses. Yeah. Then um, one devotee asks about quality in chanting, because this verse is about chanting. Um, uh, so he's saying, oh, Prabhupada didn't understand the question. He's saying, when we chant our rounds, how can we be sure when we chant the round, the round is a perfect, attentive round, sincere? Prabhupada said, therefore, it is Shastra, you must. Brahmananda said, he's asking about the quality of chanting. How can we make the quality the best? So here's Prabhupada's answer. Quality you'll understand. First of all, come to the quality. Without having quantity, how will you understand quality? You follow instructions of your spiritual master, of the Shastra, that's your duty. Um, it's not your position to understand quality. When the quality comes, there is no force. You will have a taste for chanting. You will desire at that time, why 16 rounds? Why not 16,000 rounds? That is quality. <laughs> 16,000 rounds. Uh, now it's by force. You won't do it. So at least 16 rounds. When you when you come to the quality, then you'll feel, why 16? Just like Haridas was doing. He was not forced. And Lord Chaitanya said, now you're old, you don't have to chant. Or you can reduce. And he refused. No, up to the end of my life, I will go on. Now that is quality. So, have you heard? Have you have the ten, do you have the tendency, you will go on chanting and do nothing else? That's quality. <laughs> now you're forced. Where's the question of quality? You're given a chance, so one day you will achieve quality. Rupa Goswami asks, how shall I chant with one tongue and hear with only two ears? Had it been millions of tongues and trillions of ears, then I could enjoy it. So this is quality. Quality. Oops. Um, yes. So again, he, he gives Lord Chaitanya as an example of quality. Uh, that um, the whole world is vacant without you. Now, Lokana Swami asks the question also that, you know, we are chanting 16. No, Prabhupada said, no, we say minimum 16. Um, then again, he's the same answer. Why? He said, why 16? Prabhupada said, if you can, ch if you can chant 16,000, do so. 16 is the minimum. Um, so. Lokanath said, some devotees have fixed a different number. Some are chanting 20 minimum or 25. Prabhupada said, yes, it should be increased. Um, <laughs> Lokanath, is it recommended? But don't decrease, Prabhupada said, don't decrease, increase. Therefore, our number is fixed. At least this much I shall do. That is 16. Lokanath Raj, but you are recommending 16 as a minimum, and some devotees are choosing 20 as a minimum. <sighs> Prabhupada said, so who forbids? Who is saying, don't do it? <laughs> Prabhupada, Lokanath, they can chant? Prabhupada said, yes, that is required. But because you cannot do it, you have, we have fixed this minimum. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. I was just wondering that. 
when we're reading the nectar of instruction and we're getting these guidelines on especially the devotee who's say committed sinful activity and how we should you know especially um in a situation where it's a long time ago and it was dealt with or whatever but then when we come into the lines of an institution and we try to implicate that it becomes more complicated because if somebody's an authority within an institution mm. and they commit some sinful activity and they're allowed to remain as an authority then it can damage the institution it can affect people's faith and um, it seems in that kind of a situation it's very difficult because it does have to be dealt with if it's also an illegal you know action under the law mm. under the federal law of that place mm. if it's seen to be immoral by ordinary people and this person is wearing the cloth that's expected to carry you know truthfulness um, and so it's harder because yeah. you know well, we can't let any amount of time go by really yeah right yeah, the prob the point is that if this person already was dealt with by the institution, yeah, then that sh that should be acceptable. You know, they say, he, oh, they're dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was punished. He did do the he did do the proper. Um, he did follow the authorities. But was allowed to keep a certain position. Um, as far as I know, and I mean the one I'm thinking of wasn't allowed. I mean, he after some time he was allowed. But, um, but we're, the problem is we're thinking of two different people then. Yeah, it yeah, could yeah, be. That's what it is. Yeah, there's a one who wasn't allowed too. To, um, yeah. There's one who wasn't allowed. And then there's one who... And he wasn't allowed for some time and then he was allowed after. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, could I ask a question about Lord Brahma? The people that criticized him were punished. Yeah. He seemed to, yeah. for a very heavy... I mean very heavy sin he had, chasing his own daughter around. Yeah. But it was the people that criticized him that got punished. Yeah. Of course. Well, Lord <coughs> Brahma had to give up his body too. It was a mental body. Uh, all, he, he, also ha he was also punished as well. He had to leave his body and, and change his body. He had to have a change of body. So does that mean when we see some wrongdoing that before we criticize we have to understand that that soul, that soul is, there's two things, that both are pure but that they're working through some kind mm -hmm. of material, mm -hmm. really pulled back, that they're working on the, under the material modes that you really have to see, okay, so the material modes are working there, the material modes are working there. And I can get involved in this material conundrum if I take either side that, you know what I mean, oh, judging or that, that I just have to pull back, see, okay, I don't may not understand it, but please don't let me criticize mm -hmm. or, or justify something bad, yeah. that you really have to... Yeah, within the institution there are, you know, proper ways to, talk, to deal with it. Resolve. To resolve it, yeah, resolve, it's going to resolve. Yeah. There are proper ways ways to deal with improper behavior. 
thing is that we're usually not so analytical as you just expressed when it comes to you know offenses or, or judging or you know we generally very spontaneously yes. can. Yeah. We should not judge. Yeah, that, that's yeah. The point we should learn from this is that don't judge. Don't judge. We sh we should not be the judge. Yes, but we should not be the judge, but <laughs> we can put things in place. Yeah, but again, it does tell you that you should discriminate. Okay, don't associate with that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't judge them. What if there's improper behavior that could lead to, you know, a yeah, if you know, you can, serious, serious yeah. outcome? Yeah, if you can do something about it, then that's okay. But go through the proper channels. Mm. Sometimes you can Yeah, with go it, through yeah. the proper channels. You know, don't go to the media. No, no, no. Uh, you know, like there's different ways you can deal with it. There's different levels. I mean, sometimes different you can levels. just speak to the person directly. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And but that I has. To, I, if you don't try to be involved, and after you feel punished for that. Yeah. Uh, if you that, don't try to be involved. Yeah, I don't yeah. try to be involved in some situation because I saw. Uh, both of the side make a wrong decision, but they push me to, you know, to yeah, get I'm some also, side. And I say, I try kind of involve, and now I feel I punish for that. If When you involve, get involved. Uh, if I'm not involved. You're not if in, you're not. You feel guilty. Well, they might make you I feel guilty. I don't feel guilty, but I know I feel uh, uh, the people uh, uh, make the wall between me and them. Like, I feel really cold, I but I... Uh, yeah, because I'm not, I don't become involved in that situation. Yeah, that, but I mean, Krishna sees what you're doing. Krishna sees. So, I mean, some people are fanatical about different issues. Yeah. And if you don't get involved, and they think you're you're against, you're against. Yeah, that's it's, that's what. They so do. this is this is. It's not good to get involved in issues. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good for you, your yeah. Krishna consciousness. Yeah. Not good for your Krishna consciousness. Mm -hmm. They can do what they want with their Krishna consciousness, but it's your choice. You have a choice, and you made the choice, and and they're making their choice not to be with you, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's a very. It, it must be um, a very difficult service. Those in the movement who have to deal with these kinds. Yeah, of issues. exactly. Yeah, it must be incredibly difficult. Yeah, on them and yeah, especially yeah. if they're breaking the law of the land, like or, as. Citizens of a country, are we not obliged to report serious crimes, even committed by a devotion? Right, right. But don't report if they're not wearing their mask. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> Which is I considered a serious crime, though. In America, it is. it's considered a serious crime. I mean, you're a criminal. Oh, you don't wear your mask on the airplane. God, that's kind even of a two-year-old is criminal. Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, should, they should they'd have to? There'd be more prisons in in, in shape then than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. We do here as well. So sometimes that can be a bit conflicting. But I'm sure it's my misunderstanding about you know, um, what was I going to say? The abuse of Dropity and those who stood there and witnessed yeah. it and did nothing. And then we hear about Ishmadev and yeah. you know. So we have I think only Vidura spoke up, if I remember correctly. Who? Yeah. Vidura. Vidura. But I think the one of the brother of of uh, Dhritarashtra, he's well kind of Jushishan 
said something, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of understand us as was wrong position. But anyway, Krishna take the jewelry and everything from him as well. But he was kind of against that action. That's no. I read that, I automatically feel, oh, yeah. I better be careful if I see something, I have to step in straight away or <laughs> I'll get a reaction, I'll be part of it. And, <laughs> it? You have to be really careful anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Pray and think before you act. Yeah, we, we always have to use our, our discrimination, isn't it? Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah, uh, now it's question time. On text four. Um, text four. That was yesterday's. Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I meant to ask it yesterday. Text um, four. Yeah. It's about um, revealing one's mind and confidence. Mm. Um, I think this has always been a little bit, at least maybe I'm just speaking personally, of course I am, but in our movement it's not always that if one reveals one's mind. It's, and, well, somebody's very lucky if they can find someone yeah, exactly. that they can reveal their mind in confidence to. Um, that won't either be used against them or be, mm, become, exactly. uh, become a matter for gossip. Yeah. So, I mean... Revealing the mind in confidence. Love and trust. Sometimes you wonder about the, the trust. And I mean, if there's no trust, there can't be love because if somebody's going to, if you're kind of always wary that someone's going to, you know, maybe look for a, you know, an excuse to attack you or maybe, you know, reveal yeah. something that you've shared with them. Yeah, so you have to be really careful to choose who you reveal your mind to. That's your discrimination. That's your discrimination. You have to be really careful. That's that's mm -hmm. so important that they want that confidentiality should not be broken. I mean, a lot of devotees actually end up going to therapy because they, they yeah. pay someone to listen. Yeah. They have a, yeah. they have a, a clause that they're completely exactly. confidential. Exactly. Exactly. And then they can be comfortable knowing that you know their information is, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I've always wanted that actually because I've always found this. You know, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't really seem to be in place. Yeah, they, you know, yeah you have to be very, very... Prabhupada, he, he was upset when um, they publicized that one devotee fell down from sannyas. He was upset about yeah. it. And he said, now he can't come back. Yeah. Um, so Prabhupada didn't like it when you broke your confidentiality. He didn't like that. He didn't like it if a devotee fell down to be publicized and discussed. And, well, he didn't like that. He wanted to be open for the devotee to come back. Yeah. I think like this issue you're talking about, you know, at the moment is you know, a hot topic, and you know what you mentioned about bringing up stuff that happened 30 years ago. It's become a hot topic, and and the whole. You know, the whole Prajapa, you know, Facebook, you get thousands, hundreds and hundreds of messages and on and on and on, you know, so it's, that's like a, we've got a rumor, rumor mill. Mm. I think. Yeah, I think I got my association right because I didn't even hear about it. I, somebody told me. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, oh no, I didn't see it on Facebook. I, I must have the right association. Either. I haven't seen anything either. Yeah, it's something's going on. Place. Something's going yeah. on. Somebody told me. Patience protect me. 
So yeah, it. What I didn't see it either. But I, I heard um, somebody. Yeah, glanced. no, I saw it. I didn't. I, I glanced at it. Yeah. And thought, okay, yeah. oh, here we go. And then the next day, I think it may have been. It may have been removed. Oh. It may have been. I'm not sure. That's good. That's mm. good. But there's always something like it's that. It's always something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 I think in the in Catholicism, um, the sacrament of confession. I think it's got a twofold. We, sometimes we criticize it because we say it's the elephant offense. You do it and you can go back. But another side of it was that revealing your mind, yeah, the confidence. Yeah. And mm. the priest had taken a vow that it was just between him and God. He couldn't even say it to another priest. And that's where a lot of the, the um, uh, purifyingness of it came true because it was sacred. You know, the soul was genuinely sorry for yeah. something. You know what I mean? In some cases, not that everybody went back out and committed the elephant offense. So it's very, very important yeah. to be able to reveal our minds. Yes, yes uh, like the crucial therapy of all of us. The yeah. How can we have real friendship if it's not like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It has set so many people back on, on the course of being religious just to be able to go and confess yeah. to a yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. That sacrament is very And to have someone to hear. They probably don't even have to talk much to the penitent. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just someone yeah. to be present, to listen to, to what you have to say. You know it's safe. It's yeah. never going to be reported. It's very yeah. sacred. Yeah, what, it's about, very sacred. what about if, uh, if someone commits a serious crime and, and yeah. admits it to the priest, like very serious crime? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, is he usually going to turn well, him over to the You see, this is a big controversy in the Catholic Church. Oh, is it? Because that went on, you know, the sex abuse of children, yeah. Yeah. but the yeah. priest was bound, you know, and to this day he's bound, but it's a very, very By controversial. By you mean? Yeah, not to report to the authority, because <laughs> his authority was the Pope. Ah, yeah, yeah. Pope's a man. So, no, I'm just understanding. It's just the technicality. So the priest cannot really be blamed, but at the same time,